0: The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here.
1: Welcome. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a like a beast episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 761, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, the holidays are here, right?
0: So many holidays between October and the end of the year. So many. And the best way to celebrate it is head to True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Get on the mailing list and make sure you don't miss out on the Krampus Roast. Because when you are celebrating the holidays with your family and you need a fantastic coffee, maybe, maybe you have in your family a coffee snob. Somebody who's like, well... I only drink yada, 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 blah, 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 French press, blah, 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 coffee, blah, blah, blah. And you want to impress them. Get this coffee. Get a French press. There's instructions on the site on how to do a French press if you've never done it. All right. Serve this coffee. They're going to love it. they are be like, oh, my goodness, I must have this coffee. And then show them the bag and watch them just recoil with horror unless they're (laughs) the cool relative and they're like whoa i'm getting two bags you know so there's really no losing with true cold coffee because you're going to get great coffee and you're either going to have coffee that's going to make your relatives like oh yeah i can't wait to get this in my stocking or oh my goodness you're a bigger weirdo than i thought either way for these holidays you win so true cold coffee t r v e k v l t T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. possess yourself a cup today What's going on, Snowman?
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. You, you you really got me thinking. The Krampus roast, okay? Like Christmas is a big deal in in this household. And, like m- m- Mrs. Snowy loves it. You know, it gives her a chance to spoil like our one and only child, and she's just ho ho ho. And you know, she 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 loves her Hallmark Christmas movies, and she just gets right into it. Okay. Dude,
0: I so love the Hallmark Christmas movies. I am such a sucker for them. I have several that I have to watch every year. Yeah. So Fair let enough. me let me ask this: Does Mrs. Snowy watch um, the Santa suit with Kevin Sorbo?
1: Oh no, not oh. she. She won't touch anything with with Sorbo anymore. Like she used to be. Oh, a big, because of this the stuff. Because he's yeah yeah she's she's kind of she's kind of done with him.
0: Well, chip the ice off her heart and enjoy the wonderful Christmas sentiment. Uh, like put your put put politics aside, right? And and I I say that because you know how many times over the years have there been a ceasefire for wars during Christmas. She can take one day to enjoy a Kevin Sorbo movie.
1: That makes sense. It's that, not going to kill that, her. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. Kill her.
0: Because it's 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 one of my favorite favorite homework movies. I love that yeah. one. Miss Christmas is another one. Got to watch that one. You know,
1: <laughs> those those really aren't my thing. But they there have been a couple times where. Uh, where she's sitting down, she she wants to watch this, and I'm kind of like, no, nah, I don't want to watch this shit. Oh, starring Erica Durance. Okay, I'll watch this. See, sure. see there. <laughs> and, and then she gives me that look. You know, like, oh yeah, you didn't want anything to do with it before, but now that there's a pretty girl in it, oh yeah, you're you're all about well, it now. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, Duh. Why, why else would I watch this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so
0: is Die Hard a Christmas movie in your house?
1: Um, you know what? I never thought of it as one. Like it's it, it's not like okay, it's December, we have to watch Die Hard. It was just kind of like a shoot 'em up in um that happened to be on December 24th and that's that like Whatever people say about this, I think it's one of those in, it's one of those in, internet things, right? That doesn't need to exist, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because there there is so 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 many so much Facebook controversy and all that. Like, oh yes, are are you a diehard? Is Christmas, or are you a, one of those assholes that say right. diehard is without Christmas and all that's Like, come on, people. Well.
0: What I love is there is a movie called Love Hard because you said, you know, hot girl. I can't remember the actress's uh, last name. Her first name is Nina. And I, I adore her, but I haven't been able to really find her in anything else. Right. Um, but her co-star, you know, the, the, the leading male, Jimmy O. Yang, Dude, I follow him on Instagram. He is hilarious. His comedy specials—I've seen him in more stuff than I realized before that movie, and I just have such an appreciation for him as an actor. And I—I I think this would be the Christmas movie that you and um, Mrs. Snowy could come together on, uh, because like these two come together, it, it's almost like oh, it's a little like a Cyrano de Bergerac. Kind of thing, you know, where you've got the guy telling, you know, like, well, in this case, telling the girl how to get this other guy and,
1: and mm-hmm. mistaken
0: identity, catfish and all the sort of stuff. But the premise is her favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Ah. His favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually. And neither oh. one of them are technically Christmas movies. Like that's the <laughs> genius, right? Because because right. they're they're both movies that just happen, happen to happen around Christmas. Like, Christmas is not important to either story, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's why the movie is called Love Hard, and it's on Netflix. I won't spoil anything else for you, but it's, man, it's super fun, dude.
1: All right. Yeah. And and I can say, both both Nina and Jimmy,
0: uh, phenomenal performances. Like, it, from the moment I first saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to watch this every Christmas now. (laughs) Like, every
1: Christmas is really good. Right on, right on. We actually did enter officially because today is a holiday. Like, well, it, it was the official holiday was the, the November eleventh two days ago as we speak. But today is the day, you know, that um, a lot of companies and the and then and, and the government employees all have the day off to commemorate Remembrance Day, which is. Your Memorial Day, I guess, you know, like it's to honor the people like the brave soldiers that that made that ultimate sacrifice for our freedom and all that. So I guess it's 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 your it's your 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 it's your equivalent. So, yeah, Remembrance Day is done. Halloween is done. So. Okay, all you Christmas nuts, all you Christmas crazies, go, go, to, this 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 is your time now. Okay, I always said, don't worry about Christmas until Halloween and Remembrance Day is done, but now this is your time. Go crazy. And we started the holiday season last night with the movie Violent Night has been added to uh, the Crave streaming channel. Are you familiar with this one?
0: No, but I'm gonna guess Santa Claus kills somebody.
1: Well, well, yeah. It said uh, okay. Yeah, David Harbor from Stranger Things is actually Santa Claus. It's not like you know, okay. Silent and who's Night, he Dead, playing Stranger Deadly Things?
0: Night. Is that um, um,
1: Jim? I don't remember his name, Hopper, but he was the he sheriff. Was uh, I think so? Yeah, he was Winona Ryder's boyfriend for okay. a while there. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's the he's 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 legit Santa Claus. Okay, and he gets while he's delivering toys and all that it, he gets mixed up with this in this diehard situation okay where there are these hood these hoodlums are are trying to rob this rich house, this mansion and like yeah, it's 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 basically Die Hard with Santa Claus, except it's twice as violent. Okay, the language is twice as bad. Um, the cast is, is phenomenal. And I found out today it was shot up here. And I have oh, a friend wow. that has. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was shot in this area. And apparently I have, I have friends, friends of a friend that were extras in this film.
0: Dude, that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vi- Violent Night, it's called. Okay, not to get it mixed up with um, Silent Night, Deadly Night or anything like that, where it's just a psycho in a Santa outfit. Although I definitely recommend the original Silent Night, Deadly Night and the comic books because they're just slasher classics.
0: Well, since we're on the subject of horror movies, like I keep thinking about how Winnie the Pooh is now public domain and they did Winnie, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed that the first one wasn't um, called Winnie the Shit, because you remember that old joke about Hey Johnny, you you know, we don't say baby words. Okay, it's Winnie the Shit, not Winnie the Pooh. You know, like, 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 <laughs> where, where's the smartasses anymore?
1: Yeah, they're there 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 you just got to no
0: but there's not enough like they used to be everywhere and it just and everything was just funny all the time now everybody is just like convinced it's doom and gloom and dark and oh this like there is we still don't know the details but um one of my son's friends from theater is like oh my god i almost died and i'm thinking like holy crap what happened Well, there was a shooter somewhere or somebody with a gun. We still don't know the details. And then what makes no sense is they took all the kids out of the school because it was a Saturday and they're practicing for theater. They take them all out of the school and make them stand in the rain. I'm like, well, why would you put them outside if there's somebody armed? Because now, like, wouldn't that be easier to shoot people? Like, I, I, I don't understand what happened. But she didn't almost die. She didn't even see him. And it's just this this gloom and doom, darkness. There's somebody with a weapon. Within a thousand miles of me, I could die at any moment. <laughs> yes, yes, you could. Not necessarily because well, of that, but yes, yes, you could.
1: Uh, yeah, but I think that's just people are... There's just been so many school shootings, and like I'm not going to go get on a soapbox about this. But there's just been so many school shootings and mass shootings in in the U.S. I think everyone is kind of freaked out about it. You know, I get it, it. it could happen here.
0: But maybe we should let kids carry guns to school now we cut down the shootings because everybody's <laughs> armed.
1: Wow. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and then look. Uh, I I get it. I just don't uh, dude. Think that's I just. The
0: it's one of those things where I just, I just some of the, some of the there's some other events that transpired this week, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is this world coming to? You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: just and it's it's amazing because I I just feel that like the mass shootings have done exactly what the media wanted them to do, and that's terrify everybody of anybody with a gun. And that doesn't have to be the case because, you know, saying that anybody with a gun is out to kill you is like saying that, you know, everybody uh, who is, is a certain ethnicity is out to rob you. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 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 the same thing, you know. But
1: uh, well, I, yeah. I believe, like I grew up in an environment with my dad and my brother were hunters.
0: Right. And your and dad's military.
1: Still. And he was military. Yeah. Yeah. just you. I mean, he didn't have any military issue rifles at home or anything like that. But there was always lots, lots of shotguns in the house and all that. There's, But he kept them locked up, ammunition locked up away from the guns because of grandkids and all right. that. And he was, you know, like, I got no problems with people owning guns. There's yeah. just certain, you know, like, there's, but, like, but my dad and my brother are, you know, <laughs> are, are mentally equipped, yeah. you know, to own a gun. And I think that's what, what the issue is. Nobody is telling all of the American gun nuts. Nobody is telling them, oh, we're, we're going to take away your guns. No, we just want the the people that have are potentially to do another school shooting or mass, or mass shooting, we want to be able to weed those 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 people out. You, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, yeah, but and see, nobody has a problem a with that. It's the other bills that they want to sneak through. You know, and then the people will say that and then they'll be like, Well, I don't see why this person needs to own this type of weapon. I'm like, okay. Like I, I can understand your concern, but again, if they're passing the background checks, what's the problem? You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and are we doing a good job that's... with the
0: background checks? Because I, dude, I will never complain about a background check. I think that is hugely important, hugely <laughs> important, and I think it's overlooked. Oh, yeah. And also, I think before you can purchase a gun. You know, while the background checks are happening, you should be required to attend X amount of hours of gun safety training before even purchasing it,
2: right. and be able to demonstrate exactly.
0: a proficiency with um, handling it for safety, and also like that you can handle, shoot, clean, all that stuff. Like, like that's that's how I feel about it. You know, right.
1: Right, and that's exactly what the quote-unquote libtards are all about when no, it no, comes not. to this.
0: It, it's not, well, though, It it, it depends. It, it and and it depends on the liberal that you talk to, but most of them are of the. Uh, I don't think we need any guns. I'm like. Uh... You know, or at least most of the ones I talked to, let's put it that way. Oh, you know?
1: okay. Okay. That, and and that, I'm just that, like, that's oh, true. goodness gracious.
0: I just, I, I feel like I am just always in the middle of two parents fighting down here, you know?
1: Because <laughs> uh-huh. you're the rationally thinking person.
0: Yeah. And trust me, anybody who knew me in high school would never have pegged that one, you know? <laughs>
1: Fair goodness enough, gracious. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, that, that's what worries me the most. I'm like, how am I the one who's seeing clearly here? Like, what is wrong with all of you? You know, I think I need you both to pee in this cup. We're going to go see what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. I digress. What's happening here? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, um, what's going on up here? Like I said, it's November 13th as we speak. No. Okay to all of our American listeners and anyone else north of Canada. It's not a frozen tundra up here. Yes. You know, there's not a not not a whole lot in the way of snow on the ground, but it's still a uh, good night for some true cobalt coffee. I and mean, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to that that Krampus Roast, but right now I'm having some fireballs here, some fireballs and club soda. I pulled out my old radioactive metal mug. Nice. There was yeah, there was a short period. I totally forgot that I even had this. It was buried in the back of the cupboard and all that. But um yeah, there was a short period of time. I can't remember the name of the company that did custom made. Merch and all that, where you basically send them the design and then they do made-to-order, uh, like basically whatever, you know, with that 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 design that you submitted. And Rock, our former co-host, he jumped jumped all over this, and yeah, ended up buying a. Yeah, I had to buy my own merch. I ended up buying a uh, radioactive metal mug that to this day I still have.
0: That's killer, oh. dude.
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago. So, extra horns up to any of our longtime listeners that went out and bought some merch. Thank you, thank you so much. That is really appreciated. Before we kind of get on with this, since we were already talking about movies and all that good stuff, and it's definitely not a Christmas movie, but. Um, Today, I guess it was 1982, Porky's debuted. Do you wow. remember Porky's? I think we've yes. talked about it on this show.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you that's know. a
0: rite of passage movie.
1: It is, exactly. I was just about to say that, especially up here in Canada, because it's a Canadian film. Is it? And for a short while there, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Canadian film. The same guy that um, did Black Christmas, okay, and uh, Christmas Story with Little Ralphie, you'll shoot really? your eye out, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob, Bob Clark. Wow. Those were his three biggest films. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. Like when I was a kid, okay, it's like. Did you see Porky's? Yeah, yeah, God, yeah I got you yeah. No, know, it's like it was spoken in hush terms, you know when <laughs> when you were when you were a young Canadian. And so, yeah, it's still still one of my all time favorite films. I think maybe I'm going to commandeer the TV. I have it on DVD and a bunch of the streaming channels as well. So, I think I'm going to commandeer the TV and give Porky's a spin. But before. We do that. We'll get to the business at hand here, which is our mandatory metal segment for the good folks at True Cavalts Coffee. And this week, courtesy of the good folks at Prosthetic Records, the new record from Outer Gods, a kingdom built on the wreckage of heaven, available now. Great stuff. This is Into the Howling Void. Does your tape collection look like this? Then you need a KTEL tape selector. With special attachments, it fits conveniently in your car. Stores all your tapes neatly. Ready for easy selection. Tilt the first tape forward. The others follow automatically. Take your selection when it appears. When replacing tapes, tape selector automatically finds the proper place. In your home or in your car, protect your valuable tapes with tape selector, Four ninety nine from KTEL.
0: We've been very
1: busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Before we get into our metal fix, dude, I was just going to throw this out there because it was just it was just announced today and already was I'm um, just kind of dicking around on Facebook today. Um, people already, just just from the people within my little circle and all that. They already seem to be pretty split about this but Pantera has announced a throughout the month of February okay they've announced a uh, North American tour with uh, Lamb of God as support February 16th they're going to be here okay and I don't know, man. First first of all, what's your take on Pantera 2024, it will be?
0: Uh, I See, part of me would love to see Charlie Bernante. Because if mm-hmm. anyone's going to do justice to those guitar parts, it'd be Charlie Bernante. But really, if I'm going to watch a Pantera cover band, I'd rather see um, Anthrax do an entire set of Pantera.
1: Yeah, I'd be cool with that.
0: You know why not? Uh, that, that's because uh, you know both, um, both Scott and uh, Charlie, you know, had real strong ties to the brothers. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, I would love to see those guys, you know, do some sort of trip. But I, I don't know, man. Like it's just it's it's not Pantera. It's It's Mm -hmm. cool. It's probably as close as we're going to get. Like, Charlie's the one that sells me on it. Zach makes total sense as the guitarist. But uh, part of me, I think, is still a little pissed at Anselmo, you know, and Rex Mm -hmm. for not trying to work stuff out. I mean, you know, uh, Pantera had such a long build, right? Because. To so many people, it felt like they came out of nowhere, but they've been a band for what ten years or more. By the time, oh yeah,
1: before, before the Cowboys, Cowboys from Hell
0: came yeah. out, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, I don't think,
1: I don't I don't think anyone counts those '80s hair metal albums.
0: Though. But it's they—they they were still, you know, honing their chops, going through all sorts of stuff, and you know.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not totally like look. I like I've kind of resigned, like, because I'm done. Pretty much okay. Like the idea of having to deal with fucking Ticketmaster and the you know the big corporate arena and all that, I'm am kind of at my wits' end about it. Like it's been a long time since I was since I went to a big arena show, and I wouldn't be surprised if I never do again. Okay, so that's the first strike. Okay, against this, me personally. Like I, I'm seeing a lot of sentiment of, okay, yeah, this is just a Pantera tribute band, which just a couple days ago at Bulldogs, there was a Pantera tribute show, <laughs> okay, which I never took in, but it is what it is, um, so I'm, I'm still not 100% on calling this a Pantera tribute, like you do have Anselmo, you do have you do have Rex and like like so you Rex said, is
0: definitely playing it full time because he left for a
1: while, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, he's back. Okay, he's back. So it's fifty-fifty. Okay, and like there's no original members of Napalm Death left. Okay, and any like and alive was, or just in the like, tour? No, band? like in in the band. Okay, like everyone, you know, like. <laughs> but there's just been so many members from napalm that have been together since the you know in the band in the early 90s so they feel like you know this it's not a napalm tribute band like this is napalm death okay now obviously it's kind of a different story with pantera because there was only four members and all that but with having Zach on guitar and all that, because he was kind of so s- strongly connected to Pantera, I can kind of, okay, you know, but it's just, there's just too many things, okay, against this show. The uh, At the end of the day, the only real thing pushing me, if I was to take this in, is... To watch Charlie Bernani pound the skins, man. Yeah, like, same for sure, for sure. Like that—that's really the only selling point. I think it's—it's it's a mood—it's a mood point for you because I checked all the dates, and there's only like fifteen all throughout the month. So it's not like they're hitting the the tour really hard. Um, but yeah, sorry, man. Like nowhere near you.
0: And I love how you checked like you thought there was even a chance well <laughs>
1: i figured the, the reality is you're the person i talk to the most about music and all that so when i see a tour and tour dates like if i if it's like a oh, an I international mean, band like it's, it's, I, it's I get it i check to look, too look to
0: but i check just to normally just to prove myself right that there's nobody coming here but what I what I think is funny is like, Kareen, uh, she'd always see me. She'd like, because I would always say all the time like, nothing comes here, and she'd always be like, ha, see, this show's coming here. I'm like, Kareen, um, that's four hours from me. Where do you live yeah. again? And I'd tell her, <laughs> okay, I got it. She sent me another show. Ha, see, I told you there's a show coming in your area. This is great. There's a bunch of good shows coming. Kareen, those are all in Atlanta. That's six hours away
1: that's a little
0: yeah you know like yeah, yeah. it was I just it was, was so best, funny yeah. but it's I I can't tell you how many times that scenario happens to me where nobody can figure out where I'm at you know it it just where we are is just in such a slightly isolated part of the coast it's it's really weird mm-hmm. I mean you know I'm just coming to deal with it now because occasionally we get great bands here like we had the surfer jets here you know like Uh, i was probably one of the handful of people that was there just to see them but i was so thankful they were here you know so yeah
1: yeah that's one of the things When the bands
0: that i want to see come here i will make my way out to see them and thank them profusely
1: right on well hopefully 2024 will set you up with a lot of awesome gigs but to get us there, you got anything going on with your metal fix this week?
0: Yeah, man. So, have you heard of Slower, not Slayer? Slower,
1: slower, slower, slower than Slayer.
0: Well, there's actually a <laughs> no, Slayer I've... project that they're going to doom up. So, oh, okay. I caught this. So, remember when we talked to Year of the Cobra?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: um, Year of the Cobra. is going to be members of Year of the Cobra, Caius a bunch of other bands. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're basically going to um, take a bunch of Slayer songs and doom them up.
1: See, that's, that's, I like that.
0: I do okay. too. I think that's going to be super yeah. fun.
1: That That's how you do a proper cover. Yeah. You know, you like you, you recognize the source, you recognize the source, source material. But the, the covering band, play it in their style. Like, yeah. that's that's that, that's how you do it.
0: Yeah, they, they picked a handful of songs. is due to come out in January, like towards the end of January. I think January 26th. So mark your calendars for that. we got a couple months. But that's going to be kind of fun.
1: All right on. Let's Excellent.
0: All right. So check this out. So I think I told you. I don't know if I was talking about it on the show, but – um, I have a friend that you know. in In the nineties, you know, we hung out all the time, and I I'd, I'd only met her like I think in the summer of ninety four, and I took her to her first uh, mosh pit show, and that was the Rollins band with Helmet and uh, Sausage, you know, uh, Les Claypool Side Project, right? Um, and that was a, a you know a big moment. She never done anything like that before and then she's you know since been to all sorts of shows and you know she was always proud of that moment well it came up because she texted me out of the blue she's like hey she's like i just took my daughter to see cannibal corpse
1: <laughs> nice
0: and i'm like i'm so proud she's like and i was in the pit and i mean
1: holy oh, shit see, she would have to be, be she? how old would she be now yeah
0: um we'll let's see here i was always older so she's probably Easily, easily five years younger than me. I think so.
1: Forty-five, forty-six,
0: forty-seven. Yeah, somewhere in there. You know, probably like forty-five, forty-six. Easily five years younger than me. But um, right on. yeah, yeah. It was just, it was great. She's like, yeah, I got in the pit. And I'm like, oh man, it just <laughs> that makes my heart, you know, so happy.
1: It does. Well, it does.
0: My, my buddy Aiden was over here because I was giving him a bunch of books and we're flipping through some of them. And I came across um, a handbill. Like, so remember when people would just like hand out like the mini posters of the show yeah. back in the 90s? Yeah. So I was surprised. I, I couldn't even believe I still have this, but I remember getting it that night. I had this little handbill from Henry Rollins and it, it's from that tour. Now, Ooh, it wasn't wow. our show. But I'm like, oh my goodness! I told him like, yeah, man. I said I'm keeping that, dude. Like, that's stand here. So I, I'm, I ordered a tiny little frame for it. I'm gonna frame it up because it's like perfectly preserved. And you know, I mean, '94. It'll be 30 years old um, this coming <laughs> August. You know, and it's just, it's just crazy that I have that. So that's gonna go on my walls here. You know, because I, I keep adoring my walls with art. Um, you remember when I went to see? The the Kirk Hammett Art Exhibit right at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Well, so that was called It's Alive. And I happened to find a guy. I don't know if he was making them. I don't know if they'd sold them. And I just didn't know about it. But he had a metal sign of the It's Alive logo. I bought it off eBay. And it's now hanging between my two other Kirk Hammett pieces. Oh, right on! it just really ties this room together really nice. So yeah, so I, I've, I've been all about that. It's been some good stuff. All right. So I have been um, doing a lot of reading. Flea has a book out and it's been out for a few years now. And um, it, I feel like I started last year and I just finished it. Um, really good book. Really, really interesting. There's other things I would have liked to have seen in it, but it was a lot about his childhood. Um, things I, didn't think needed to be there. Um Were like the thirty-seven steps that they used to follow to shoot cocaine.
1: Holy oh, shit! <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Okay.
0: Yeah, like it, it's it's a miracle he's alive. You know, he and he says that several times throughout it. But just when he talks about things like. You know, being at different parties and somebody just randomly shooting stuff into his arm with a needle, he's like, "I have no idea how I didn't contract HIV
1: Wow, yeah you know, that's it, it okay. just uh-huh. it's
0: a miracle like absolute miracle like all the things where you know he should have been dead a thousand times over um but yeah, yeah, good read um and then I picked up Dave Grohl's book, the Storyteller. I'm not even sure how long it's been out and how long I've had it. But that was always next on my list, and I I only started reading that this past week. I'm almost done with it. It is mm-hmm. such a great read. I'm flying through it, and man, that guy has had uh, like I I don't I hate to use the term "charmed life" because because I don't want to because it's not like his life was perfect, but just uh, he is he's the poster child for working hard having a great attitude and just, you know, setting your eyes on the prize and keeping going, you know, and then good things are going to happen to you. And it's just, and it's just so cool. You know, like he talks a, a, a little bit, but a very little bit about, uh, you know, Kurt passing and all that sort of stuff. And j- just a little bit that he talks about it, it, it shed more light with what he said, um, about like Kurt and what was going on in the nineties. Cause I think I've been pretty vocal that I can't stand Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, but okay. after reading this book, I'm like, okay, now I kind of understand just based on the things that he said, I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense that he made these comments. I need to stop being so fucking harsh. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and I honestly think that if Kurt would have had to li- live through the aftermath of shitty music he caused with people not practicing their instruments. He would be like, no guys, you, you misunderstand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in a bad place at that moment. So I don't know. Um, but did I tell you that Kurt Cobain's, one of his uh, Japanese Jag stangs or whatever the Fender made that he had played in smash is possibly going to go for $2 million.
1: Holy shit. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's up for auction. And, and, I don't think I can think of anything that he would hate more than that.
1: Well, yeah. He'd yeah, absolutely can, yeah. hate
0: it. He would despise it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so that's
0: a shame. But anyway, um, the, the Dave Grohl book is fantastic. All right. Do you know who Stevo is?
1: Oh, uh, that was... One of the jackass guys, right? Yes,
0: yes. Okay. Which I never, never watched that show. No. You know, I would always catch a couple of things and people are like, it's so funny. I'm like,
1: Oh, no, it's not. It's dumb.
0: It's not. It's really not. It's, no, I, I don't understand no. why people, because, you know, people are like, oh, you need to see this. I'm like, yeah, I, I went to school with kids like that. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I had to graduate to get away from those fuckers. I don't need <laughs> to see it on TV. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. That's like, what did, um, like I don't, you remember the Tiger King thing that everybody had the craze over that documentary.
1: Um, I know of what you speak. I'm proud to see. I didn't watch a same. single frame of that stuff.
0: Same, same because, because everybody is like, no, but you're going to see this and that. And I, I told him, I said, listen, I said, I am looking at what that guy looks like. I can already tell you what's in this documentary. And I know everybody's like, Oh, don't judge by a book by his cover. Like, One, I don't think I would have guessed that he was gay, but I would have called everything else because, you know, everybody's no, but this is going on. I'm like, yeah, I know. That guy lives in my neighborhood, essentially. Like, Mm -hmm. like I just, I can already tell you he's a creep. It's weird. I'm like, yeah, no, uh, -uh." you know, there's just like certain shit right now. I'm not dealing with this. But anyway, so a buddy of mine sends me the Steve-O podcast and he's like, dude, you got to check this out because I know you're like this. Steve-O interviews D Snyder. Oh, okay. It's so fucking good, dude. And and this, this I'm just convinced that like there are certain guys that are just never going to have a bad interview and D Snyder is one of them cuz he can talk to anybody. Oh yeah. And and D Snyder, you know cuz I mean he is known for hair metal and but he can do anything. He's kept making music, he's kept doing other stuff. And Steve-O says something like, oh, yeah, well, I went to see Cannibal Corpse. He's like, what year? And he's like, oh, 2006. Like, oh, Corpse Grinder was on vocals at that point. He's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, we we yeah. call him the neck, you know. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, Corpse Grinder did a duet with me. And I'm like, wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, D Snyder
0: just never, never ceases to amaze me. And I love... I I just I I love D. Snyder's take because they're talking about like the Senate hearings and the censorship. He's like, listen, he's like, freedom of speech doesn't mean saying anything you want without consequence.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: like, freedom of speech means having open discourse and not being shut down. You know, I'm talking about being anti-censorship and stuff like that. And and I'm just like, oh, you know, like like that's we need to have more people talk about it because. Because, because we've gotten to this point now where, you know, the side that says they're against censorship wants to censor things the other side is saying. And has everybody convinced that? Like, oh, well, they're trying to do this. Well, we need to stop them from talking. Like, but that's still censorship. Do
2: mm-hmm. you believe
0: in censorship or no? You you can't tell me you want to silence something and never have it be allowed to, to, to be heard, seen, thought of. And then tell me you don't believe in censorship because that's what censorship is. You know. Agreed. Agreed. F- freedom of speech means hearing shit you don't like or agree with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing so with it. When on this show, when I say, "Yeah, I'm not playing Burzum. I'm not playing some Nazi fucking black metal band. I'm not playing Screwdriver and all that." That's not censorship.
0: No, and, because you're you know, making a choice.
1: I'm making a choice of yeah. what appears on our show. Like you leave the the um the playlist up to me, you know. Yeah. And I, there's no way like any, any of these bands are being on our show. And well, you, know, you that censorship, isn't it? No. no. Oh, i No. We're, there's no, there's making, nothing wrong with that, right? That's right. We're making our own decision as to what we want to support. And, yeah. And and forcing play-
0: you to play it would be wrong, right? Right, and forcing forcing it to never be heard again would also be wrong. And quite honestly, I think if if we try to censor stuff like that as much as I fucking hate it, and I won't listen to anything like that either, like because I'm aware of those bands, but I refuse to listen to any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it didn't exist, would it just be doomed to repeat itself? You know, enough. Is, is, somebody, enough. is somebody is mm-hmm. somebody gonna do it again you know mm-hmm. just uh you know like it, it's you know it, it's like when people want to try to erase world war Two and mm-hmm. the, and the nazi crimes and all that sort of stuff and i i get it on one hand because as the the victims families they never want to ever think about that right like
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I have a Jewish friend where, you know, the relatives were just wiped out, right? Like entire family's just gone, mm-hmm. you know? And so you want to erase that. But at the same time, we have to remember it and we have to remember it with respect to the dead. So it mm-hmm. never happens again. You know, like it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be that thing, thing, like, you know, learn from your mistakes and move, moved on. Like if they always say, you know, those who don't remember history are doomed to repeat
1: it. Doomed to repeat it. Yeah.
0: You know, it's one of those things. So, yeah. So that's a great podcast. Everybody got to take that in. It's fantastic. And then that made me go out and I was looking for something because I think I was trying to find Widowmaker. I, do you remember the 2016 version D Snyder did if we're not going to take it? It's just him and uh, the piano.
1: Uh, well, I know the band re-recorded "Stay Hungry."
0: Is yeah, that- yeah, but huh? I hate that version. It, th- that okay. version, it's slower. It'll never touch the original for me.
1: Right. Okay, so that's not what you're talking about.
0: No, no, you you need to find this. It's uh, like it's the 2016 version of "We're Not Going to Take It." He did it as a single to help something. I can't remember what it was for at the time. But I listen to it again and just chills down my spine. Like so many people have done different versions of that over the years, and I'm like, that's it's a completely different take done by the same artist, and okay. like, the same like artist, that. same song, completely different you know arrangements. Both send chills down my spine,
1: and I love okay. It. I'm you gonna know. check that out. Yeah. I guess if you just go to YouTube, D Snyder, we're not gonna take it, 2016 should do yeah. it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, absolutely. But that that would conclude my
1: metal fix. Okay. Um, well myself, I re- really don't have much going on. There was a couple shows came through town that I just for one reason or another, I just I just didn't make it. But it's a lot of cool stuff. Came across my desk. Um, starting with the Rods are back. The legendary the Rods. They have a new single, self the title track from the what's going to be their new record, "Rattle the Cage" will be available January twenty fourth, courtesy of our friends at Masquer Records. Really looking forward to that. The Rods, if you don't remember, their heyday was like the early, the, the early 80s, but they all kind of, you know, every once in a while they would still pop up with a new record and all that. So I gave, yeah, Rattle the Cage a spin. And yeah, really great stuff. So I'm totally looking forward to the new record. Uh Winnipeg Noise Bashers Ken Mode. Who we've had, yeah, we've had them on the show. Great band, great guys, and um, they were actually here Saturday night. It was one of those shows that I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't make it, which was kind of too bad. But you know, you you can't check everything out. Their new record, uh, Void is available now that's one of the things i'm going to be kicking about missing the show because i probably would have had the chance to get the new record on vinyl like i have the last couple uh the last couple of their records but they're not with season of mist anymore um they're with the canadian band artifact oh, okay so yeah yeah so that's really cool so hopefully that means we would get a better chance of catching void on uh, vinyl in the shops and all that. I'm going to uh, be doing the rounds soon enough. Speaking of which, Black Friday is coming up soon, is it not?
0: It is fast approaching. It is going to be November 24th here in the States.
1: <clears throat> oh, okay. So it's still a couple weeks.
0: Uh, next week, isn't
1: it? Well, yeah. it's the 13th. It's a week from Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So not not this friday as you're listening but next but
0: pretty quick
1: yeah it's 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 definitely coming up and we and of course a couple episodes ago we uh we went over our pick for picks for record store day black friday so now uh, i'm sorry i got to work okay <laughs> it's, it's 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 friday i can't be running to the record shops like uh, if i was to if I was to say to my GM, yeah, I have to blow off work Friday, and make a long weekend because I got to go record shopping. I mean, I'm really good friends with my GM. OK, he's a big Star Wars fanatic and we have, we have to we we have to pull ourselves away from each other sometimes when we start talking about all the science fiction stuff and all the TV shows and all that. So, yeah, he's a, re- he's, a, he's a really great guy. But if I was to say, yeah, I have to go Black Friday shopping. Like, OK, what would you do? OK, an employee of yours comes up and says that.
0: Well, I don't I take a like... vacation day. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But unfortunately, like the nature of my business and all that, I don't I don't really have. Um, vacation days. Like, if I need a time off, you know, to go to a show or something, I would say, you know, I'm like, I I don't have official vacation days, but everyone is entitled to them in some way, shape or form. So a lot of times I'll just, yeah, I'm doing this. I won't be able to make it in on this day. I don't think record shopping, though, would count. Like, I've, I've blown off work with my GM's Blessing. To go and do interviews for this show and all that because he thinks it's cool. But yeah, <laughs> record shopping. So hopefully when I do make the rounds the next day at the record shops, the um the the the, the record store releases weren't won't be picked clean and I'll still have some stuff. Well stuff to choose from.
0: So the delivery drivers you deal with <clears throat> Are they traveling just In the greater Winnipeg area Or are Ooh. they going like outside of
1: Winnipeg <laughs> You know what Hmm You might be on to something
0: here Well that's what I'm thinking I'm like make friends with the drivers Be like hey <laughs> yeah. um, On your <laughs> rounds <laughs> are you me passing Blah 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 Okay here's 20 here's my list mm-hmm. You know <laughs>
1: Buy, 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 what you can find. I'm
0: going to look into that. That might be a good idea. You know, work smarter, not harder, right?
1: There, there we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but then again, it's the whole, the whole idea of going to the shop and participating, and all, And well, and yeah, all but I mean, if
0: there's something you absolutely have to get, yeah, a way to do it.
1: Yeah, and then make your own rounds the next day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Ked Mode's Void available now. Really, really great stuff. Great band, even better people. And finally, before we kind of get into some tunes here, what's your opinion of all-star bands?
0: Man, I I it mean. just depends on the band.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, sometimes I absolutely love them. Sometimes they're overrated.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, if, uh, that's true. Like if If I feel like, okay, this is just going to be a one-off album and all that, and the record label is using the all-star band, you know, thing to push a couple units and all that, I can generally sniff this out. Really cool new band. I think this is going to have some legs to it. They're called End Rain. Okay. Okay new their debut record out on um relapse the way of all flesh is decay and this is the new project from dominic romeo as you recall he was a um he's a radioactive metal alum from the band integrity this is his new project and it also includes current and former members of okay Make a sandwich. Get comfortable. Okay, but members of Pig Destroyer, exhumed, good good buddies there, of course. All out war and bloodlet like that is definitely a uh, a resume, and I'm really digging. You know the end results. So I was giving um, end rains. Debut record a spin, so we're gonna get to that. But I know, I know, you know, you're a long time metalhead. You're 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 one of our veterans and all that. I am as well, so I know we're um, we're looking to get that new single from the Rods to the little ear holes, particularly to the younger people. Okay, like our veteran listeners, it's like cool new new Rods record, but. I don't want these these classic bands that are still doing it, still killing it. I love it when the younger listeners are discovering like these bands putting out great music. So we're going to dedicate it to all of our younger listeners and listen to the lyrics and take it to heart. This is the Rods with Rattle the Cage. What's up everyone, when on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast,
2: or playing in punk bands,
1: or recording kick-ass
2: heavy metal albums,
1: then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. That was the aforementioned end rain with chasing a divinity from that the way of all flesh is DK. And before that, we had to do it, but dude. Come on, like like I said, can mode, great band, even better people. That was the first single off of the void album with painless great stuff, great stuff. Go out while you're um, out and about for your Black Friday record store day shopping. See if you can find those records and do yourself a favor. Great stuff, great stuff. Dude, last episode, we had such a great time talking cover songs and everything that goes along with it. And we particularly had a great time talking about Wasp's version of the Who's the Real Me? Yes, one of my all time favorite songs, top 10. Okay, um, so we had to, was such a great time with that. I thought, well, maybe now would be a good time for this episode for we just to sit down and discuss all things Wasp. Like, there's no new album, no, you know, fortunately, nobody passed away. They're not in the news for anything that would kind of spark a conversation like this. Oh, we just want to talk some a band that we've been big fans of over the years. And now would be the uh, time to do that. So all things Wasp. And they've definitely... Uh, like, not, not so much now... Okay, but when they first started, okay, Blackie Lawless and the boys—you know—they had the the topless women on the meat rack or on the on the on on the torture rack, and they would throw raw meat out into the audience and all that. They definitely were, uh, you know, developing a following and were you know on the minds and the lips of of not only fans but just. Just, just people in general for the for this this controversy, but just over the years they just produced so many wicked songs, where I just sub- sometimes think the pomp and circumstance and the theatrics and all that. Maybe sometimes the music gets a little uh, lost, lost in all in all that. And wasp had so many great songs. What would you say would be your all-time favorite WAS song, or could could you possibly have one?
0: Yes, yeah, I, okay. I can I can pick it out pretty easy and pretty quick. Blind in Texas.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That 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 was the song, and I can't remember if I read about it or when I heard about it, but it's it's such a great blues, and it's just dark and just that that. Chorus that I'm blind in Texas, you know, because he was drinking himself into oblivion, right? Um, which was really the thing in the 80s, you know. And Wasp is the reason I I heard about a drink called a Mai Tai because it took me years to figure out what one was. Because,
1: you know, in right.
0: um, the town I grew up on, it was beer and whiskey,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: nobody knew how to make fun drinks, but yeah, man. Like, Blind in Texas. How about you?
1: Right on, right on. With that song... Okay, first of all, I first heard about a Mai Tai from Cheers.
0: Really? That did was on you, Cheers?
1: You, that, that was on Cheers, yeah. You remember Coach Pantuso? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great okay.
0: Pantuso coach.
1: Yeah, yeah. His tie had had accidentally fallen into a drink. And so he picked it up and said, "Anyone want a my tie?" And I had no idea what what what, what a my tie was, and I had to ask my dad because one of the few things that my dad and I did when I was in those teen years, okay, one of the few things we did is Thursday Thursday evenings in the 80s was the Cosby show Family Ties cheers. And Night Court, well, we used to watch those four episodes, those four programs together. So I had to ask my dad, you know, okay, I take it Mai Tai is like a drink and all that. So, yeah, that was kind of my first introduction to the Mai Tai. I still haven't had one. And, you know, it kind of that that joke kind of writes itself. I'm surprised. It really does. Yeah. I'm surprised it never happened. um, You know a lot a lot sooner than that for myself my favorite wasp song okay i i already said last episode their version of the real me one of my all-time favorite songs in general so i'm going to go with another one for the purposes of this conversation from the live in the raw album their live album yes long beach arena They have returned for the final night of their 1986-87 world tour. That's ingrained in my brain as they were introducing them on that live album. The bonus track, the one non-live song, was a track called Scream Until You Like It.
0: Yes, from Ghoulies 2.
1: From Ghoulies 2, yeah. Yes, as... You know, as a teenager, uh, I'm into the heavy metal. I'm into the hard rock. I'm also into the horror movies. And not much has changed over the years, by the way. And when I first heard that, and I immediately went out and, you know, rented Ghoulies 2, and it's like, yeah, this this is what it's all about. This is the perfect Wasp song, okay, for what they are with the theatrics. You know, Wasp, Alice Cooper... I'm, tr- I'm, tr- you know, there's, there's a number of other theatrical bands that have the horror tinge to it, and Wasp is perfect. They were also in, um, The Dungeon Master, no, right. Terror Vision. They were in Terror Vision, like the, like this, this, okay, like o- over the years, you would have the movies where an entire band would make, would do cameos. Oh yeah, which, you know. Which is actually this is would make a uh, good discussion as well, you know, band band cameos in movies and Wasp did one for uh, for the, the the Empire Pictures uh, horror film uh, Terror Vision. Okay. Okay, so like like Wasp epitomizes that that whole thing <laughs> and all that. So it only makes sense that they would come up with a song like Scream Until You Like It. And yeah. to this day to this day, even if I'm not playing the album, like I'll go and find that song on YouTube or something just to Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, look, so. I
0: love Live in the Raw. Like, mm-hmm. I think that really captured the essence of, yeah. you know, Wasp.
1: Uh, especially when they got into um, Harder Faster.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And the whole diatribe about the Washington wives. <laughs> I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds like some sort of goddamn Jackie Collins Hollywood fucking novel. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've given this, I've given the live and the raw a few spins over the years. De- definitely, that that live version of Nine Five Nasty is just incredible. Okay, like you'll have some some people. Okay, live albums are good, but nothing can beat the original recording. The original Nine Five Nasty is, is 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 a great track. That live version, like that's when I'm singing that song. You know, when you're going about your business and you're kind of singing to yourself, yeah. In my head, it's that live version of live in the raw of that song that I'm I think of as as I'm as I'm doing that. Great choices, yeah, yeah. Do you have like a favorite album?
0: Man, probably it, it's probably gonna be the last command or live of the raw. Oh, okay. Right. And and it's it's a toss up because again, like Last Command has Wild Child, Blind in Texas, um, you know, the title track, Last Command. Uh man, even Widowmaker, right? Like that I love. Um and then I was trying to remember what's on inside the the electric circus. Yeah, nah. so no, there, yeah. there's good stuff there, but but that wasn't the same. And then, um, but like live in the raw, and I think, I think this is the one. My friend Becky, right? Um, she was a big Wasp fan, and she lent me her copy of Live in the Raw, and okay. we both just used to sing along to it. You know, and you know, so much fun. Cause I mean, opens with inside the electric circus, their cover of I don't need no doctor. Um, and mm-hmm. then into love machine.
2: Hello, VE,
0: all I need is my love machine, and then Wild Child, um, and then side two, the manimal. Call
2: me me the
0: manimal. You just everything on this is just a banger, you know, I wanna be somebody. Dude, like Live of the Raw is such a great record, and it's really—I think it's really underrated.
1: I think so too. I think so too. I think when people, you know, um, think of the great live albums over the years, you know, Live After Death, Absolutely. Worldwide Live, yeah. Venom's Ironclad, Natch, much like these—these these are all fantastic live albums—and I—I agree, like. Live live in the raw doesn't get the love that it probably should.
0: No, and honestly, I would put that up against um, uh, live after death any day. Like, I think it's it's in that level. Mm. I really do.
1: Those are some big words coming from you, man. It That's is, great. man. Yeah. And
0: like, because I mean, like, I think everybody knows just how insane I am for Maiden,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: especially that album. That I mean, I, I I have it framed and hanging on my wall right beside me now. And live in the raw is just as good, you know, just, man, that, like, like cause, I, cause I'm with you. Like, like, you know, we talk about the 95 nasty track, right? you're like, some of these tracks are better on this live album than they are the recorded versions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that's a sign of a great band, you know? Wow. When, sure. it, when it gets when it gets better live, but I mean, so like I said, it's toss between those two, and then obviously right behind them is the Headless
1: Children. Hmm, that's that's probably my favorite album. Although I have I have oh, probably over the years I have probably played Live in the Raw more as a whole than the Headless Children, but. I just, I just have this major thing for what Wasp was trying to do with the he- with the Headless Children. Yeah, yeah, they were they were a sex, drugs, and rock and roll band for those first three records, and that's great, you know. But they just decided, and I think I kind of alluded to this last episode. They just decided, like with the headless, the headless Children, I think it's time we grew up, you know which is kind of like what Blackie Lawless was saying with this record. And it gave us, it gave them a number of awesome tracks, including that aforementioned cover of the Who's A Real Me, even even like the obligatory ballad, okay, Um, Forever Free. Like, I don't care for ballads, but if it's, okay, no, I should, because we've had, I remember we've had this, conversation with our former co-hosts as well when I said that I don't like ballads what I forgot to mention in that conversation was I don't like love ballads I think they're I think they're insipid okay they're designed just to pull at the heartstrings and to sell records.
0: We're about to go down a rabbit hole now because <laughs> uh, uh, the smart ass in me has to be like, come on, Snowy, you don't love Gallup <laughs> Okay,
1: okay, but that's not. That like okay, okay. Look, that's, that's a heart wrenching story, a
0: tale of loss. Yeah.
1: She got yeah.
0: hit by <laughs> a truck. Like <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, see, that's not a love ballad though. Was okay. tumble-
0: I didn't mean fun. to um <laughs> what <laughs> I didn't mean uh or sleep with all your friends. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: that's
0: that's a love ballad right there.
1: Okay. Doubt well, make
0: well. And how can we forget um, Motley Cruz "All I Need"?
1: Uh, oh, come on! What record is that from? I don't recall this. Oh, okay, so
0: here's why you don't know it, and I'm I'm gonna look this up real quick to make sure I don't get it wrong, because I'm pretty sure it's on "Girls, Girls, Girls."
1: Oh, that's why I don't think I have that.
0: Record. No, because because that like. I know everybody loves the song "Girls, Girls, Girls," but as far as crew albums, that's one of my least favorite records. Right? Yeah. So hang on, let me pull up the discography here. Let's make sure I've got it right. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it's okay. So it's called "You're All I Need," and it's the um, next to last track right before their cover of Jailhouse Rock, and to me, their cover of Jailhouse Rock wasn't even that great on this record. Like. Wild Side, Girls, 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 eh, whatever. Like, did nothing mm-hmm. for me. But then, a friend of mine turned me on to this song, right? And hang on. I, I, again, we've, we've got to do this right. Hang on. You need to hear the lyrics. You are all I need. Lyrics. I know. Let this <laughs> list of things you didn't think we'd be doing tonight. Okay. <clears throat> I know that she's waiting for me to say forever. I know that I sometimes just don't know how to tell her i want to hold her kiss her give her my love make believe because she doesn't know she doesn't know you're all i need beside me girl y'all are i need to turn beside my heart and then oh damn it do i have the song wrong
1: i don't have a clue but i was fighting back oh
0: no this one hang on that's white lion <laughs> i'm like there we go here we go ready <laughs>
1: Fighting back the bile coming up my Well, my it's because I got
0: cause, cause I wasn't paying enough attention as I Googled, right? Now like, you know, responsible Googling children. Um, here we go. Because if I read this to you, the blade of my knife faced away from your heart. Those last few nights, it turned and sliced you apart. This love that I tell now feels lonely as hell from this padded prison cell. And it's okay. a ballad. The chorus is, and you're all I need. Like it is and, and it's funny because like I knew about this, um, this song. And it, it's like these dark, like it could easily be a death metal song, right? Mm-hmm. Or some aggressive thrash metal song from the 80s. And it's set to this like sweet ballad. And one of the girls I was dating made a mixtape and put this on it for me. I'm like, um, is there something what, I need to know? To te-
1: what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. She's
0: like, no, what? She's like, I just think it's so pretty. I'm like, I need you to sit here and listen to the lyrics with me. And if you could have seen the look <laughs> of horror on her face, right? The look of horror on her face. And like it was it was exactly what, you know, Anthrax was trying to prove with Dalibnickafesson and um, when they did starting a papasi, Right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if the lyrics were set to nicer sounding music, no one's even going to notice. But because you don't like the aggressive guitars or whatever, like all of a sudden now it's evil and it's satanic, you know? Right. And that's why they did start a Posse" as a country song, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, like, like just to see the look of horror on her face as she realizes what song she sent to me, you know, on a cassette there. Um but I can't believe you of all people don't know this this particular one because this totally fits with your sense of humor. I figured you would have played this for Missus Snowy at some
1: point. It, it, it definitely <laughs> does. Definitely does sound like it. But when it, I don't know when it comes to the crew, I just went and I've since some stuff. Since I've gotten a little older and took the the musical stick out of my ass and all that, I can appreciate more and more hair metal. Today, than I did back then, but back then I went like from shout at the devil to Dr. Feel Good because that was the era where I was just that that young, angry metalhead punk where everything sucks but the brutal underground, and you sign to a major label and you're a fucking sellout and all that. That was me. Okay, for a good Three or four years, like that was me, and I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't can, can, change. Can we
0: be fair for a good three or four decades? <laughs> no.
1: come on, come no. on. Let's be no. fair here. No. no, 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 and and I wouldn't change that 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 phase part of me. I, I I wouldn't trade that for for anything. Those were really good times and really good memories. So I really don't have much, you know. Connection to those two uh, those two crew records. When you do mention um, white a white lion ballad, I believe you said yeah. When you just just give me when the children cry. Okay, that, oh dude,
0: that's such a classic.
1: That is a phenomenal song. Okay, and what like and it, and it goes with what I'm saying. I dig ballads. I can't fucking stand love ballads, and there were a number of ballads over the years. Metallica's "One," Megadeth's um, "In My Hour of Need," now, "In My Darkest Hour," ballads. and
0: I still don't understand why everybody likes that one. No, I I cannot get into it.
1: Ah, well. I
0: try. I like. It's like it's like one of those things. Like every couple of years, like okay, this is it. This is gonna be my year. No. You know, it's just,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: can't do it, man. Fair enough, fair enough. And well, you know, like, I worship at the Altar of Dave. Mm-hmm. You
1: know,
0: like, it just, no.
1: <laughs> couldn't imagine the 80s as much as, okay. Uh, like, it was so divisive between Metallica and Megadeth. I loved both bands. Me too. Uh, okay, but I just couldn't imagine the 80s. Like without all that bullshit Between the two bands Oh yeah know. It like, wouldn't have been
0: the same <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah So So yeah Um. So yeah We fell off the tracks there That's, well, yeah, that's um, what makes this fun <laughs> It is it is yeah So I get and, and my whole point To all of this From the headless Children the ballad forever Free Oh uh, Fantastic song, you know. I, like it's not it's 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 not one of those songs like you know when I'm having a couple drinks before stepping out to a show. I'm pre gaming. I'm listening to music at, at home and all that. Like I'm not slapping that song on because it is a ballad. Like I want a rock and roll song. I don't even when I, when when I'm pre gaming. I'm not even really listening to a lot of death metal or thrash or or hardcore or anything. Well, you know, I'm listening to Barry Manilow. Gil- oh. <laughs> 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 ah. Okay. The important thing, okay, I couldn't tell you a single Barry Manilow song now. Well, okay. not
0: now, because you don't want to embarrass yourself, but no, you're, you're no. sitting right beside your Manilow record collection. I know no, it.
1: Oh, no, no. like e- e- even as a kid, okay. I just—I've never owned a Barry Manilow Barry Manilow record. And when I was a kid, I listened to everything, even some country shit as well. <laughs> okay, I just uh, okay, yeah, okay. But you know when there's stuff that you didn't really like as a kid, or you grew out of it, or whatever. Give me a Barry Manilow. Tell me, a, like, as we speak right now, give me a Barry Manilow title. Maybe that'll. Spark.
0: All right. Let, let says I'm honestly like I know a Barry Manilow, and I think mostly it's because they made fun of him on a Kiss show. Um, like I think it was Kiss exposed. We're like, no, um, we we can't retake this, Paul. Like we we got to go shoot Manilow. He's like Manilow, Barry Man. He's like really Manilow. But, so here <laughs> here we go. Let's let let me see what I see. What I can do for you. This.
1: Yeah. Just 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 give me some song time. Everybody
0: tune in. Is like, I thought this was about Wasp. oh my goodness do we all know these uh copacabana oh okay
1: oh shit yeah Yeah. at the copa Uh, Copa
0: copacabana right so we all know that one and hang on i write the songs that make the whole world sing
1: okay yeah
0: and last but not least Oh, Mandy, you oh, came oh, and oh. you love without thinking.
1: Oh, God. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. Right at that moment, you know, about three minutes ago, I couldn't remember anything. Okay. Yeah, I I know those. Uh, oh,
0: of course, because you listen to every time you pregame. We we went over this. Come
1: on. <laughs> oh, oh. That's oh, how Snowy. Gotta... So
0: he gets ready for um, for a death metal show. He puts on his favorite metal records. Barry Manilow, yeah, yeah. I'm totally yeah. starting that rumor
1: The thing that I remember Most about Barry Manilow Was I think, was it Yeah, it was on WKRP And Johnny Johnny Fever throwing a dart <laughs> at, at, You know He had a picture of Barry Manilow You know and he's just, he On his dartboard And he's chucking darts darts at. It. it's like, that's That's awesome that's awesome, Johnny Fever. He was like the coolest guy. One of looked.
0: the all-time
1: great characters, for sure. For sure. Speak okay. Speaking of which, yeah. Okay, once again, we're gonna go a little bit off the rails. Okay, on a crazy we've had train. we've on a crazy train. Yeah, we've had Canadian Thanksgiving up here. Okay. Yours is at the end of this month. Uh, I
0: know. It's 1123 because Black Friday is 1124.
1: And it's always
0: uh, that Thursday. It's like like the third Thursday or whatever.
1: So your Thanksgiving is coming up. Yes. Okay. One of the traditions that I have. Do you do a turkey drop? (laughs) I, I, I like to watch that episode. The famous WKRP turkey drop episode. Like, oh. Jeez.
0: i I think we need to have the first annual radioactive metal turkey drop
1: <laughs> okay what oh same idea yeah <laughs> you know uh, uh, even even as a kid okay when I first saw that episode and when you're a kid you know you'd know Jack you you know two things jack and shit okay yes and you know them well. Yeah, yeah. Even as a kid, though, seeing that, and I just shook my head, thinking, "How the hell does this full-grown adult not know that turkeys can't fly?" Yeah. You know, like how how is that possible?
0: Well, did you know <laughs> that this is kind of based on a real story?
1: No. Uh, oh, shit.
0: Because no. with Thanksgiving coming up, I had to start looking this up, right? Because, you know, and I watched the clip today and I sent it to my mom and she's in hysterics, you know. It's so, some of their best work ever, you know, along with Les Nessman reporting from the news copy, you know. <laughs> you know, like all, uh-huh. all the jokes, right? <clears throat> but apparently it, there was a real story about people throwing turkeys from the back of a truck. Wow. You know, like doing something similar, and so that's why they decided to do the turkey drop. Like um, like they, you geez. know, they took it to the extreme because that's what you do when you're writing a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And I it's to to this day, like it has to be like in the top 10 of funniest episodes of a sitcom ever.
1: Oh, it's definitely it definitely it has, has that to reputation. Be. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that kind of, and I mentioned this on the show before, probably last Thanksgiving, we probably talked about this, this, this episode. But when when Nesman is doing, you know, the on on the scene reporting, yes, and he's describing all of these turkeys coming out, and he goes, "Oh, the humanity!" Yeah, which was a line. From the uh, TV broadcaster, the reporter, when he was watching the Hindenburg burning. Oh, the humanity. And when they used that, I was like, ooh, wow. <laughs> you know, they, they went there. <laughs> wow, that's, whew, oh. so you got to give them credit. That, like, that show is so well written. So, so, so well written and it addressed, you know, it wasn't just all about the dating problems or anything like that. They actually was, there was very little of that. They didn't even, they didn't even pull the trigger on Johnny Fever and Bailey Quarters, you know, with their, uh, will they or won't they, you know, they decided, okay, we're going to deal in our own way. Travis and Bailey. no. No. Are you sure? No, it was. I'm <clears throat> sure. Oh, oh damn it. Okay. I got to look that I'm, up. I'll, I'm going I'm to pull the curtain back a bit. When I'm putting this show together, when I'm, you know, when I'm editing it and putting in the music and putting it up on the on the on, on the website and all that. I have WKRP episodes going in the background. Like I've seen every episode now, like five times. Because I have the DVD box set, and that's what I listen to as I'm putting the show together. So if I ever fuck up a song or something, if I ever screw screw something up, it's because, well, there was a really cool episode or whatever, and that kind of caught my attention and and distracted me. So, yeah, no, it was Dr. Fever and uh, and and Bailey, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know why I think it was Travis.
1: Well, I think because they were a little closer to age than uh, Fever. Fever's, he was, you know, about a good 10 years older.
0: Is he really? Because, I mean, like, he was... he's always looked old.
1: Oh, always, yeah. <laughs> even, he, he, even like... Well, okay, he's say currently at 81. Well, he's gone. Howard Hesseman is gone.
0: Oh, shit, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, we did a tribute to oh, him. He passed Beach, away just last year. Yeah, yeah, he passed away <sighs> the same week as um Johnny Z for Me- 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 Megaforce oh, Records, right. and we had that big double tribute to them episode last year. Still one of my favorite episodes, for sure. For sure. Okay, fell a little off topic <laughs> there, but hey. That's what happens. Did you ever have the good fortune of catching Wasp Live? Never. Okay. Okay, I get it. We spoke about it earlier where you are now. Nothing comes through, but you grew up in Pittsburgh, dude. I know. Like, that's a major center. Everyone goes to Pittsburgh. Did they just. Especially at that time. Did yeah, did they just not make it to Pittsburgh during the heyday? Oh day? no,
0: I'm I'm sure they were here, and I'm sure they were here several times, but I had to pick and choose the shows I went to. Ah. Go to. So you have to understand that. I, well, we we've covered this on the show. Like, if anyone's seen the original black and white Night of the Living Dead, that's where I grew up.
1: Right, yeah. And okay, you in were the eighties,
0: of... it was still that desolate. It was still that boonies that out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there was not a major highway to take you into Pittsburgh from from where I lived until nineteen ninety.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I mean now it's been there thirty years, but at the same time, like for years there's only one way in, and it was a very long and grueling way in. He like was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Although, funny story, um, my dad being one of the most conservative people I know, right? <clears throat> All right? And, mm-hmm. and when I say conservative, I don't mean like he's out there like, oh, damn. Blah. I just mean like he's very reserved and quiet. That, yeah that's yeah. why i mean the term conservative you know so before mm-hmm. anybody thinks that he's out burning crosses on lawns that's not what i mean right you know like, like very nice man but very quiet very reserved very mild-mannered right when when we would you know come home from a kiss show because that, that was like the big show right and, and that's the one like that's the band i had to see so you know i would everything revolved around when kiss was coming um We'd be stopping on the way home and for whatever reason it seemed like almost every time we saw a kiss show it was on a Saturday night. And so we'd stop and get the Sunday paper on the way home. Well okay. we stopped at the adult bookstore for him to go in and get the Sunday paper.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. And I just
0: thought it was funny, you know, because I think the first time like, well, I can run in and get it. no, no, you can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 good, times, good times. Yeah. When my wife worked at a video store and our daughter, much young, much younger at the time, wanted to know what was in that back room. You know, what's in that back room that says no minors allowed? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah. Myself. I've only caught wasp live once. Okay, um, I'm sure. I don't. I don't recall this. Any any incidences like where where this kind of happened? I'm sure they came through town, either supporting. You know, in the mid '80s, uh, you know, Priest or Scorpions or something. I'm sure someone will remind me. Okay, but the only time. I saw them is was when Ninja Cat Productions actually brought them here and played one of our clubs. This was before I was volunteering with them. Okay, I was, um, you know, just like I knew who the main man behind that the Mr. Thomas, I knew him through the scene and all that. And I knew he was a big Wasp Wasp fan and i wasn't the least bit surprised when they had brought wasp to play what is called the pyramid cabaret here when it only holds a fire capacity of about 350 people and i don't know how he managed to pull it off and like okay now this wasn't this was um wasp that was basically the uh Black lawless project Gotcha. Okay, like if you're going to Okay, see this is this is kind of where no one said okay, well this is just a wasp tribute band. Uh, see, okay. this is
0: this is one of those times where for me, as long as Blackie's there, mm-hmm. it's wasp.
1: But there was no Steve Riley, there was no Randy Piper, there was no um Chris Holmes. Okay, And you would think if there was if, if okay, it's just like when the when Max Cavalera left, left, left Sepultura, there, there, there was that sentiment, no Max equals no, no Sepultura. Okay, I understand Blackie's the vocalist and the front man. I'm actually surprised that there weren't a number of people like no Chris Holmes equals no wasp, okay? Now, if obviously, if Blackie Lawless had left, wasp would just dissolve. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically, this was like the Blackie Lawless project, but I didn't care. It, it was wasp to me.: I okay. just never and, connected
0: with any of the other members, you know and and it's, and it's uh, weird how, how that happens, like so like Texas hippie Coalition. That Mm -hmm. is Big Dad Rich's band, and I don't even know who's in the band anymore, but I don't think anybody that I saw on the, um, oh, whatever the, I think the album was called Rollin', it was the one with the single Pissed Off and Mad About It, um, which, love that record, right? But, um, the guitarist at the time, Randy, I loved him to pieces, he was just amazing, and he was out shortly after that record and tour. And I just kind of fell out. I'm like, nah, like, like, cause I just really identified with Randy as part of that band.
1: The mm-hmm. rest of them,
0: like, ah, whatever, you know. But for me, like, Blackie is Wasp.
1: Is, is Wasp. Yeah. No, and that's, that's, that's fair. That, that's like I said, you know, to me, this was just Wasp. So I just, I just found it kind of funny how, the rules apply to the rules that apply to some bands don't apply to others. Well,
0: think about how, like how like Max Cavalera. I mean he he's such an iconic and recognizable frontman for so mm-hmm. many reasons, right? Like his look, the crazy dreads, mm-hmm. that voice, sound. Right. Like nobody sounds like him with his enunciation, his delivery, just the tamper of his voice. And then let's take into it his crazy guitar playing. You know, like th- those are three major things that typically are not all done by the same person.
1: <laughs> no, fair enough. Like Max, great friend of the show. We've had him on in, uh, in, in a number of times. Hopefully we'll have him on again if we ever start doing inter- interviews again. Great, great guy, and everything that you're saying rings true. I just think that Sepultura with Derek Green, okay, continued to make some fantastic stuff. Yes, as the as well. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, okay, checking out the Wasp in this live environment like yeah i i was front i was front row center in this in in this intimate gig and yeah it it was it was absolutely fantastic i'll never forget the time his mic stand okay like just the way the the certain lights were now flashed were now being put onto the stage as he applied A certain type of makeup And I wish I knew more about it I'm just going off the top of my head now The combination of this type of makeup And those lights (laughs) It made (laughs) his face Like glow It made his face light up To where all you could really see On the stage Was his face And his mic stand Okay He was actually able To ride it Okay, like he was able, like the the like stand, a witch, fly around sorry? the air, like a witch. He flew it around the room, <laughs> like witch. Well, that that would have been impressive too, but even, even more so than this. But no, no, just like a um, like a kid rides a uh, a, uh, like a, a a toy horse outside of the drugstore, you know? That, oh yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that whole thing. Okay. Well, he had on the stand he had um where he was like um not spikes or something but he had something on on the mic stand itself where he was able to put his foot on it and like bounce around and you know go back and forth and do circles and all that he was literally riding his 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 mic stand while he had this weird makeup on and it was just like wow this is this is something else, and it looked it looked like a million bucks, but yeah, not 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 really, you know. Like it was yeah. just it was just this this wicked mic stand and some goofy makeup, but when you put them together and all that, it was it was definitely a um, sight to behold. It's something that that I've never forgotten. So yeah, I only caught wasp the one time and i kind of wish i was volunteering with ninja cat at the time because then i don't know maybe i would have been able to catch up with blackie and have a conversation like i wouldn't have been able to i like i never even thought to try to do an interview or anything but um yeah just to while i'm moving the gear in and out it would have been nice to you know hey man int- Introduce myself and this is what I'm doing and who knows, who knows? Who knows? Um, do you recall how you first discovered the Almighty Wasp?
0: No. I, I I'm really trying to think about that. And it it's either it's either John Caddock again
1: from Iron City Rocks. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, which is the whole reason I know who Kiss is the reason I play guitar. Um, or it's my friend Becky. Okay. And it and it feels like it's her because she had this awesome wasp t-shirt that was a skull. Um and I probably saw her in an her, and she's probably brought me the last command cassette. Oh, okay. It it, it cause because it was the last command cassette, the first one that I listened to, and it was either hers or John's.
1: So that was the record where you discovered them? Yeah. That was the second. Yes. Yeah, it was the second record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, myself? Okay. It gets a little... Like, it was a very quick time period where I would first heard of them, and then the first record comes out and all that, but there was a big stink... Of, about the uh, animal Fuck like a beast song Oh yeah 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 Okay and Before Capital picked the band Up for their debut self titled Record Battalion Magazine Up here which uh, oh, It was one of my favorite magazines back then um, As great as um, You know as soon as I went metal It was the same year that circus and hit prater also went metal as well it was just that kind of period at the same time i was also discovering metal forces magazine metal hammer krang and canada's contribution was metallion magazine fantastic stuff okay uh, just a couple years ago um old gold vintage vinyl um brent he brought in uh he found like a collector he bought a bunch of uh, his old metal magazines and all that. And when I when I walked in, you know, and I'm going through, oh, you got some new magazines and all that. Just, holy shit, he's got a whole bunch of Metallians. I bought them all, you know, in, at, at one time. So, yeah, Metallian was a big thing for me. And they were the first ones that I knew of, okay, that we're talking about this controversial song. Okay, like this was before that I had discovered a band like um, a hardcore band like Minor Threat, which had 500 fucks in their debut record, okay? At the time, there wasn't a lot of mainstream music or even just music that I heard that had a lot of foul language in it. So Animal Fuck Like a Beast. Was like oh my god. I, I can't believe there. There's a song. Like this so. Metallion had done an article. About the controversy. Behind this song. Okay. Short while later. It must have been about. Six months. Or so. After that, maybe closer to a year, but the first Wasp self-titled album dropped. Okay, and it's like, oh, okay, this is that band. Okay, that Metal that Metallion was talking about. You know, with the they. This is the band that does the Animals song, and of course, the first single "I Want to Be Someone" was making the rounds on the Power Hour on Much Music, which was kind of our version of MTV and the head the headbangers ball so yeah for me like with wasp i go right back to the beginning like like you even before that first that first record it just it took a while though and i believe i mentioned this last episode it took a while before animal got released officially on some reputable label bands i up here in canada Released it and Music for Nations Released it actually I think a cu- couple different times And if I go through Snowy Vaults I should have both Banzai and Music for Nations 7 inches or 12 inches Of that particularly classic song So yeah, even 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 before that that record That just captured the hearts and minds of metalheads all over they were making waves, like I said, as well. You know their their controversial live show with the topless women on the rack and the raw meat and all that. Like they they had a plan, <laughs> shall we say, and uh, that's how I discovered them, like right right from the start. There's and and like was never really went away. Okay there's there's they've still cons- all throughout the 80s uh, or all th- all throughout the 90s and then sp- 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 sporadically since then they're still making you know new albums with 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 the original material it's just it's just one of those bands they're so integrated integrated into the 80s like when people think of wasp they think of hair metal in the 80s and all that and they don't really think of uh, anything after that.
0: Well, And I think it's just because they were such a big part of the PMC controversy
1: or the PMRC Mm -hmm. rather. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I remember, okay, because one of the beefs that old Tipsy had, Tipsy Gore there had you know, because Wasp, oh we are sexual perverts or something. Whatever. Or God, I got so is sad that, hearing that. Is that like? But when I heard that, it's like I could see Blackie. You know, like what does was stand for or anything? You know. Yeah. I can see them. You know, as a as a rib. Saying, yeah, we are sexually perverted or or whatever.
0: Oh, he more than likely said it to, like, make a joke and piss somebody off. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you had that. You had Kiss as Knights and Satan's Service. You had right. ACDC as Antichrist Devil's <laughs> Children.
1: I think it's the same thing, yeah.
0: You know, it, because in the 80s, they are so desperate to use fear, and and this this is why I'm so pissed off today and just can't figure this out. Is you know, the same people that were like, I can't believe that you're gonna label my music voted for fucking Al Gore. <laughs> like, Aww. guys, what do you think is going on here? You know? Um, but but just they were so desperate to use fear. And to get the and, and and honestly, it's very much like what's going on today, right? It was it was clickbait, except it wasn't. There was no clicks yet, but those oh, were yeah. the headlines. And so yeah. people would read the headlines and be like, "Oh my God, I can't let my child listen to listen." To ACDC stands for Antichrist, Devil's Children. Heaven forbid you put the record on. You know, heaven forbid you listen to this. And, and this this is where like my mom, when all this stuff was going on. And, you know, she listened to ACDC with me. She listened to KISS with me. When WASP came out, and everybody's trying to say it stands for We Are Sexual Perverts, and and some somebody said that to her, and serious as a heart attack, you know, so, somebody's parent, right? She looks at me, she's like, uh, no, actually WASP would stand for White Anglo-Saxon
1: Protestant. <laughs> I'll take that.
0: You know, and you just should have seen it. And because, you know, th- that that's a very religious term for, you know, the English and all that sort of stuff. So the person spouting this with their Bible verses should have known that. And it was just a great time, you know, like, because, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, I, I we, we've talked about this, I think, ad nauseum at this point. But like, you know, mom never believed in, in censorship. And, mm-hmm. you know, she believed in a conversation. And that's the same thing with my kids. Like I was having this conversation with Aiden because we were talking about stuff that his parents let him listen to at a certain age. And I said, listen, I said, there's an age where I didn't let my kids listen to that. I said, but now they're almost, well, once a teenager, one's almost a teenager. I'm like, now we're to the point where it's like, okay, let's put it on, let's listen to it. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of, of, of parenting instead of, oh, no, you can't listen to this. Well, sit down, talk about it. You know, okay, when you listen, okay, you brought home this this goofy rap record. Okay, like, why? What does it do for you? What's, you know? Open communication is a sign of good parenting. And I think you've, I, I know you've got that. And we had that. And all of that. Um, do you have anything else you might want to? Yes. Okay, so that was a that was a yes. I like that.
0: (laughs) So remember, it's the eighties, right? And Uh we've we've kind of alluded to this. And so everything is is satanic. Everything, you know, listen this way. Everything involving heavy metal, rock and roll, is now satanic. All the imagery, all this sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. my school was on this tear where you couldn't have a skull on your t-shirt.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
0: and I told you about my friend Becky and her wasp Mm t-shirt. And I had finally had it right. This is my senior year. I I can't remember if they only started my senior year, um, but they're really trying to crack down. And one, and and this, this is what, (laughs) this is what I can't get people to understand is um you know like when when people fear whoever's different for whatever mm-hmm. reason, right? So because I had long hair, because I listened to KISS, because I have my jean jacket, because I was crazy and loud and boisterous and had a lot of energy I was obviously doing drugs and worshiping the devil.
1: Of course. Well, yeah, that's what I was doing all through the 80s, according to a lot of evil. You
0: know, and so if I had a skull on my T-shirt, that's what it meant, you know, Mm -hmm. and and all this sort of stuff. So it was the day that I was wearing a pirate flag T-shirt that I got on the band trip that we took to Walt Disney World. It was a Pirates of the Caribbean t-shirt. I love that ride,
1: <laughs> okay. Right.
0: And so it's yeah. the Jolly Roger. Right. Well, because it's me wearing it, I am called to the principal's office. My dad's on speed dial. I'm not even making that up.
1: Wow. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: you know, like like my my dad my dad left work so many times to come talk to the principal. You know, and he would have, he'd have my dad on the phone when I would get there and all this sort of stuff. And that set me off because I'm like, because they're like, well, you know, you're allowed to wear a skull. I'm like, it's a Jolly Roger. It has nothing yeah. to do with any band that you're trying to prevent. Well, a skull means this and this big thing. So I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the
0: next day. One of our football players is sitting in class beside me. Mind you, my football team in, for my four years of high school did not win a single game. If we did, it would have been because the other team didn't show up.
1: Oh, okay. Right?
0: We lost for four years straight, but our football players were still treated like gods that won every game.
1: Well, that's, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So that's, that's American. America. So mind you,
0: that's going on. So I'm looking at this guy and he has this t-shirt on and it's a skull and crossbones Uh-oh. Nobody's saying a word. And I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? And then I'm reading the t-shirt and it's hitting me. It says defensive player of the week. It was given to him as an award from the school.
1: Wow, wow, and
0: so because again, everybody thought I was stupid, everybody did everything they could do to make me feel stupid, and you know to to this day, snowy, like like you know, I know you and I joke and you'll call me for the computer stuff. I don't consider myself a computer guy, and it's because people would tell me how stupid I was and that I couldn't do this and that, and all that sort of stuff oh. you know, but, you know? and, and that's, and that's a whole other thing. It's like, you know, I was talking to my, my buddy Aiden and we we're talking about learning stuff. I'm like, dude, I had a rough time learning in school. I had to figure out, um, shortcuts, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it was just one of those things, like I just, I had to figure it out. And so I, I that's why I take education so seriously now as far as, that's why I would get into music education and, you know, even like with my job, I'm in education because I, I never want anybody to go through the learning experiences I had to go through, you know? Uh And so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about this. And in my mind, I'm hatching a plan. And then of course I see um, a cute little blonde girl, one of my friends who's a freshman in a great white Mr. Bone t-shirt.
1: Okay. So I'm
0: like, Oh, fuck this. So I talked to my friend Becky. I'm like, I need your wasp shirt. And she's like, What are you going to do? I said, I'm going to wear it. She's like, I know that's what worries me. What are you going to yeah. do? I know.
1: Yeah. You know, because she exactly. knows I'm going to get in
0: trouble. And I'm like, just let me do it. And like, you know, she knew my mom really well. Her and my mom talked as much as her and I talked, you know, like like she, she's one of those friends that I I don't even know how we started talking to each other and how we became friends, but we've just, you know, talk on the phone all the time. You know, we, we never really dated nothing like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But just, you know, we're really good friends. And so she gives me the shirt and I think I walked around with it on until they stopped me, but I was prepared and I drawn on paper and taped it over the shirt, a censored sticker, you know? <laughs> and that was day one. And then the next day, my other friend, I borrowed her shirt because nobody said a word to her when she wore it. And right. so then I wore that one. And I kept doing it until they called me, call, like, called me back down again and had my dad there. I said, well, I said, let's talk about how serious you are about this. And I laid into them. I said, you give that as an award. So what you're telling me is that if I wear a skull, that it's some sort of satanic message. But if you give it, it's an award. It's okay. Are you mm-hmm. sure you're not league with Satan with yourself? You know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I'm pissed off, and I've had time to think. The barrage of questions that you cannot answer without incriminating yourself that I can throw at you in a short amount of time. Like, I, I can really do it. I can set up a Kobayashi Maru, right? Yeah. So, I
1: hear you on that. Yeah. So
0: it's one of those things where it's like, there's nothing you can do. He was pissed off. My dad's pissed off. I think I was still suspended, you know, and I had to go home and cut the grass and all this sort of stuff. And, um, but let me tell you, after that, all of a sudden, they cracked down on every shirt, and <laughs> you should have seen how pissed off the football player was. Mm-hmm. You know no, no. And that made mm-hmm. my day. But but it it all started with with the wasp shirt because I'm like, nope, this is what I'm wearing <laughs> because because they're they're like you know like the whole filthy fifteen thing, right? And right. It was it was one of those things where, where, where so they're on the hit list. I'm like, nope, Becky, bring me the wasp shirt. She's like, God, what are you gonna do? You know, and my mom gave her hell. She's like, why'd you give him that shirt? You knew what he was going to (laughs) do.
1: You know. Uh-huh. Totally. I I get it. I get it. Are you still friends with Becky?
0: So it's funny you ask that because we had lost touch for a number of years. And it was was just, you know, because, I mean, it wasn't as easy to keep in touch as it is now, you know. Right. So we lost touch for a number of years. And then I was able to track down her mom. Right. Okay. Because her, her mom worked at the one McDonald's and then worked. Man, well, she's still working at the McDonald's. And then I think she worked at one of the local Starbucks. But I always recognized her mom and her mom always liked me kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I remember trying her down. I'm like, hey, when you talk to Becky, I have a CD for her because I'd written a song about Becky. Like, by the time we had. Um, like completely lost touch. She was she she was still on my mind, right? She was just just a good friend, and she had a particularly rough time of it, right? Like where um, sexually abused, mm-hmm. you know, and just abusive home life, that sort of stuff, you know, right. And, um, you know, we were talking about those things. And so I had written a song about, it and, you know, she, she had attempted, I don't know if it was a, f- a full attempt, but suicide was consideration a lot. And she would call me when she was thinking about it. And, you know, it, it could be any hour of the night. And again, this is where, where I tell you that my parents were super cool. They just wake me up. Hey, it's Becky, you know, talk to her and I'd be groggily talker talk to her and just try to talk her out of it you know and right. just thank god she called and you know she's alive today alive and well she's a grandma and but because of all that and all that tragedy and all this sort of stuff I had written a song um probably still one of my favorite songs and it took almost 10 years to realize it to to where it was it's on it's on dark water's debut album it's called suicide serenade uh-huh. Know, and, and even Caddick, right. he's he's like, dude, he's like that's one of my favorite songs ever, you oh, know. Excellent. And it was it was about Becky, and that's what like I had to get her that, and that's when we kind of reconnected there in the late nineties, and then we've found each other over Facebook again, and you know we message every now and then.
1: But no, uh, like big. that,
0: that's the kind of person. Like if I'm back home and she happens to be in that area, like I would love to sit down, and grab a coffee, you know.
1: A true caval coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, really, really, really good friend, like, all, all through high school. Man, was it my freshman year, or would it have been more my sophomore year? Maybe it's more my sophomore year we really started becoming friends.
1: Right on, right on. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you're still keeping in touch as yeah. much, as much as you can. Um, you know what? Looking at the clock on the wall here, it's just about time to bring this crazy train into the station. We're going to forego tonight's uh, Indie Spotlight. Great band that we will carry over to uh, next week. How can uh, people get a hold of us?
0: Well, Dear Snowman, RadioactiveMetal.org. That's all the episodes past, present, and future. You can find us pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, the Apple uh, podcast app, which... They keep changing. I'm not sure how I feel about this current iteration. I feel like it's harder to find the information I want, but hey, you can still get the podcast. You can still get it for free. You can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, whatever Google does. Um, we are proud members of the shiny wizards network, shiny And thanks to those fine folks, you can also find us on Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look for the shiny wizards on Spotify. So, Anywhere you can listen, you can find us. But if you're listening to this message, you probably know that because somebody sent this to you. And and that's that's the way to spread love and cheer this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Send somebody this show and have them listen to the ridiculous <laughs> things that we say. Send it to your friends that share your sense of humor. Send it to the people that you know we will piss off the minute they oh, hear us. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. Like, you know, whatever, just just share it. Um, at Radmetal Six 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 on Instagram to see pictures of things, Facebook.com slash radmetal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Radmetal Six 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 at Gmail to so drop us a line. And I believe that would be all the stuff.
1: Uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Once again, thank you, my friend. This was another fantastic episode. It's just it's just so great. Like, just sitting down and just yapping, like, with another fan that's into something just, just just as much as you are. It always makes for a great time. And I'm sure everyone listening to this is, like, going, fuck yeah, dude. Fantastic stuff. So, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Like a Beast episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White,
0: and this is Aaron,
1: signing off.